end. We'll talk horses. We'll do it with Brad Cox. We do it next here on ESPN 680-1057. This segment with Dan Issel and Louis Rabot is presented by KentuckyTourism.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is Isola Louie on ESPN Louisville. When you're ready to explore the outdoors, there's no better place than the Bluegrass State. Hike, bike, paddle, fish, or even venture deep underground, this is Kentucky. Come see for yourself. Plan your getaway today at KentuckyTourism.com. And now we're pleased to welcome in the leading thoroughbred trainer in North America as far as purse money one, Mr. Brad Cox. Brad, how are you this morning? Great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, glad to do it. I I texted you a couple weeks ago. I I need to get this question out of the way first. <laughs> and and uh, and Scott, what I uh, took down the pick six, the entire pool, and and he singled you the race after the Whitney, in his right. pick six. He wants to know. Do you have any singles for him this weekend? <laughs> I don't know. These races are awful tough this weekend to be singling anyone. Uh, but uh, I think we'll have a good weekend overall. I really do. All right, well, he's Brad, he's Brad I'm, Cox. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I just had a follow-up. You, you talk about some salty races. Oh, my goodness. Are you in against some, some tough, tough horses? Starting the after, this afternoon with uh, Idiomatic against uh, – Nest and, and Clarier. How's Idiomatic doing? She's great. She's had, uh, you know, she had a big run last time there at Delaware. She stumbled at the start and, uh, you know, was good enough to overcome it. Um, you know, she, she she likes anything a mile and eighth beyond. I think that's really what she wants to do. She's she's lightly raced, but she's, um, you know, she's she's had a heck of a year, and hopefully we can add to it this afternoon. She's very talented Philly for Judmont. Hopefully she can, you know, pick off a great one it would be huge for a pedigree uh brad cox with us obviously he's got uh, idiomatic in today he's got verifying in tomorrow uh, in the jerkins and uh, he's got Matareya in uh the ballerina both tough fields as you mentioned i really think the move back to seven furlongs for verifying a one turn type horse i think it makes sense based on what we saw dan and i were there uh when he picked off the indiana derby uh do you think this is a long-term move for him I do. I think this is uh, really what he's meant to do. Um, you know, any you know, he, he. I think a mile is like really just cup of tea. Uh, one turn. Obviously, we're cut, cutting back to seven eighths. I think it's a great time to try it. It's an opportunity at a grade one. I think he's a grade one talent. Uh, you know, I obviously come up very short or come up just short in the uh, bluegrass. And uh, you know, his run in the mat win was good. Come up a little short to disarm, going a mile and eighth, and then. And like you said last time at Indiana, he ran well, got the job done. But, it, you know, just maybe a little far. Marcelino Pedroza rode him that day, and he came back. He said, I'm not certain this horse wants to go that far. I said, good. I said, this was just a prep race for the 7-8s at Saratoga. And, you know, <laughs> he's trained well since, so we'll see how it goes. Brad, I'm sure you don't want to say anything about it, but but I will. In, in, the, gym, in the gym dandy. Uh, I, I thought you got hosed. Of course, Forte gets up and, and wins by a nose. He slammed into Angel of Empire like three or four times down the stretch. Is, is there any is there any recourse that you can have in a situation like that, or do you just have to say, well, uh, you know, that's my bad luck today? 
Um, <laughs> you know, look, I, I, I guess you could uh, appeal it. You got a certain amount of time to appeal it. Um, but yeah, I can't can't say I've ever seen a, a situation overturned. And obviously, our twenty four hours is up, so there's no appealing it now. So we just move <laughs> on and you know plan for the next race. But uh, you know, it was, it was a little bit of a rough run race down the lane. Um, Saudi Crown ran a big race as well. Angel of Empire, and you know, I think uh, Angel's obviously going to get a little time, and you know, we're resetting him and giving him some time, and he'll he'll come back next year in the Saudi Crown. You know, he he could have run tomorrow in the in the Travers. Just thought it was best for him to give him a little time. He's a lightly raced horse. Uh, he was running back in the Jim Dandy in four weeks, and you know, we'll hopefully see him in the Pennsylvania Derby next month. Brad Cox with us. All right, you also have uh, a horse in the ballerina tomorrow. One of my favorite horses is a three-year-old in Matarea. Um, coming out of the Chicago at Ellis Park as part of that Churchill move to Ellis Park. How is she looking? And um, look, man, a little chance at a, a Flavian Pratt, a, a double there, huh? Yeah, no, she's doing great. I think her last race, uh, you know, that, that track, you know, listen, if it if you had speed, it was good. She, she just kind of got outrun a little bit early in that race and obviously the winner broke on top and showed the way the entire seven eights um i i think it was a little i, I know it was a race you could kind of draw a line through um i i know you'll see a better uh version of her tomorrow she's trained really well here at saratoga all summer last couple works have been unbelievable and that's kind of how she she has been throughout her career when she's really showing you in her training that she's set up to run big she does uh she's going to need to run the race of her life it's an incredibly tough race um and you know i think if she gets a trip if she gets a good trip uh she'll be tough she's really really doing well and she likes it up here uh so we'll we'll, we'll see but she's definitely gonna need to turn in the race of her race of her life to get there uh brad as you just mentioned you don't have an entry in the travers tomorrow you could have had one or two but you you, you chose not to you see these horses train every day uh do you like forte tomorrow in the travers or is there another horse in there that you think has a real shot handicapper brad uh, cox let's go yeah yeah <laughs> you know i i think forte when you say you know watch them train every day I, honestly Forte brings it in the afternoon. I mean, he's very good. He's never he's never let his camp down. I mean, his, I thought his run in the Belmont was incredibly good um, based off not having a run in 10 weeks. Uh, his Jim Dandy, you know, was a little bit of a rough run race. But, you know, he won in hand, I felt, and and, and I read looked like he won with something left. Um, I think he's going to be very, very tough tomorrow. Uh, but it's a good group overall. Obviously, this call – Colt Archangelo that won the Belmont, you know, he, he looks like he's only going to get better um, as the year goes on. He, he's somewhat lightly raced. They've given him plenty of time, and, and they, they've trained him. It looks like, you know, put a good good amount of foundation in him with, with his works since the Belmont, so I would expect him to run really, really well. It's, a, it's an exciting race. It really is. I mean, all three winners of, of the Triple Crown events, and then you obviously have champion two-year-old in Forte, which has done nothing wrong this year. So it, it's a really, really good race uh, tomorrow. I'm looking forward to just watching it as a racing fan. Uh, Brad Cox with us, uh, trainer Brad Cox. He's got verifying in uh, race nine, the Jerkins tomorrow at Saratoga, and then in race 10 in the Ballerina, Monterea running. You've had both of them up there for about a month. I've interviewed a lot of jockeys right before the Derby, and their preference is to get to Churchill as close to the race as possible. How much of moving, say, a verifying in a Monterea to – 
Saratoga is about you having barn space and how much of it is just, hey, let's get used to the track because you got a big grade one coming up? You know, it honestly just depends on, on the individual and, you know, where we are with them. We'll start a lot of two-year-olds up here that some of them will just come up a couple days beforehand and they handle it well or sometimes we just ship nick's go shipped in right before the whitney mm. a couple of years ago and was able to win and do it the right way kofefi won the test here a few years ago uh mm. she she came in right before the race so it just kind of depends on the horse um where they are uh the situation if there's another race at another track prior to running at saratoga uh with these two in particular matarey and verifying we knew right out of their last race this is where we were going to run, so we obviously shipped them up and give them plenty of time to settle in here. So that that's that's kind of where we are. But um, yeah, it just kind of depends on the individual and what what else you have mapped out throughout the summer. Brad, you mentioned two year olds. I I know you've got an audible in the first race today. You've won a lot of two year old races at Ellis. Is there any one or two particular two year olds that you're really excited about and and we could see we could see on the Triple Crown Trail next year. It's probably too early to say if if I can uh, I can see that far out. Uh, we have some really nice horses, um, two year olds. Uh, today we have um, a colt in the first race by Audible. Like you said, it did come off the turf. I was kind of looking forward to running him on the turf, uh, but and there is an MTO in there that that looks like he could be tough to beat. But I think we're still going to get him started here in the first and then we uh we have a um quality road call air of defiance and i believe the sixth race he drew the one hole it sounds like it's you know meant to be a really good maiden race a lot of buzz about some other horses in there but he you know he acts like he's quick enough from the gate so he should be be able to get a good early position and he's a horse that ultimately will should stretch uh, i don't know about mile and a quarter but you know he, he should stretch out the two turns at some point um one that's already won is a, a cult named Timberlake. He won at Ellis in his second run. Uh, he's going to run the hopeful is our plan next Monday, closing Ooh. day. He acts like a really yeah. you know, nice, talented cult that I think could, um, you know, be a, uh, a, a real player in the two division this, this year. Hmm. Uh, trainer Brad Cox with us. Uh, I did want to ask, and, and this can be the last one for me. I know you're busy. Um, you know, they're, they're moving the, uh, the Pocahontas and the Iroquois back to a, a, a one-turn mile at Churchill Downs. I see that as a, as a logical good move uh, for two-year-old horses at that stage of their development to to run the one turn, to run a mile, rather than having to go two turns a mile and a 16, something like that. Does that change much for you, or, or is that, um, you know, and, and do you think it's a good move or not? I think it's a good move. I think it's, you know, just, you know, obviously that race is a mile. If you need to go, if you feel like you need to go a mile and a 16, you get that opportunity at Keeneland. Um, you get that opportunity at Keeneland with the Breeders' Fraternity and the Darley Alcibiades, you know, a few weeks, three weeks later. Um, and then obviously onto the Breeders' Cup if you're good enough. Uh, but I, I do like that progression uh, of, the, of the one mile. Um, and, and another thing is, and I, I'm not knocking the Pocahontas or the Iroquois, it seems as though these mile and the 16th races that early in the season – I don't know if it just takes too much out of them or what, but we, we've we've honestly, I feel like those horse that race, those two races have not produced a tremendous amount over the last few years, and I think the cutback to a mile should help it. 
Brad, good luck today with the two-year-olds and with Idiomatic and tomorrow with uh, Verifying and uh, Matarea. We, you're always so generous with your time, and we really do appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Dan.